Welcome to the C3 Calgary podcast. We're so grateful that you're a part of our family and we'd love to invite you to one of our services. To find locations, times, and more information about our church, visit our website at myc3church.ca or find us on Instagram. Enjoy the message. to sense his presence. <clears throat> I'm going to preach this morning about a passionate pursuit of the presence of God. I want to illustrate this from the writings of David because David, above all else, was a man who was passionately pursuing the Lord. The New Testament says about him, this Holy Spirit commentary, in Acts 13, verse 22, God said, I have found David, a man after my own heart. David was after something. What he was after was the heart of God the presence of the Lord. He explained that in many different places. Psalm 63, verse 8, he said, My soul follows hard after you. This is a passionate pursuit of his soul following hard after God. Psalm 57, verse 7, he said, my heart is fixed. I know what it wants. I'm not sidetracked by a hundred things. I'm zeroed in. My heart is fixed. Psalm 27, verse 4, he articulates it clearly. He said, one thing have I desired of the Lord. One thing. I were to ask you today, what's the one thing above everything else that you desire from the Lord? What would it be? David said, one thing have I desired of the Lord, and that I will seek after. What is it, David, that you want He explains it that I might dwell, not visit, but that I may dwell in the house of the Lord. That's the place of his presence. All the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord. He's longing for his presence. There's a reason he's in the wilderness. He's hunted by Saul. He is unable to go to the tabernacle, the place of God's presence. And he writes several psalms. I want to just read from three of them. Psalm 84, verse 1 and 2, he said, How lovely is your tabernacle, O Lord of hosts. 
My soul longs. Yes, even faints for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh cry out for the living God, not the historical God, the living God, the present God. Psalm 63, verse 1 and 2. He said, oh God, I'm going to unpack that later, but I want to just read it now. Oh God, it's not a dear God, it's an oh God. There's a difference. Oh God, you are my God. Early, he's talking about priority. Early, will I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh longs for you in a dry and thirsty land where there is no water. So I've looked for you in the sanctuary to see your power and your glory. And then Psalm 42, 1 to 2, he said, is the deer. Pants for the water brooks, so pants my soul after you, O God. My soul thirsts for God. For the living God, when shall I come and appear before God? That's his question. I want to unpack Psalm 42 just briefly. Because there are several things that have prompted David's pursuit of God. Psalm 42 explains how he feels. He's in the wilderness. He's pursued. He's denied access to the house of God. How does he feel? Well, he feels, first of all, like a pursued and thirsty deer. He said, as the deer pants for the water brooks. Visualize the picture of the deer with its sides heaving. It has run for hours from the hunters and the dogs. Every part of its being cries out for safety, for water. And David said, I'm like that deer. I'm in the wilderness. I feel like I'm pursued. I'm tired. I'm thirsty. And some of you have come to church today and that's how you feel. Exhausted. Empty, frightened, losing the battle. That's how he feels. Second, he feels like God is far away and he asks the question, when shall I come and appear before God? And in the ninth verse, he asks the question, why have you forgotten me? You see, sometimes in the struggle of life, we all ask that question. At least I've asked it all kinds of times, especially the last few years. Have you ever wondered where God is? I mean, he's every place. We all know that. But there's often times we don't feel that. And I ask and, and there's no answer. 
And I think to myself, God, you must be busy with somebody who's got bigger needs than I am. But, you know, I feel like, like I don't know where you are and I, and I don't know why you're not answering. And I know you love me, but, but this is how I feel. I used to say when I preached a lot, when you get into trouble, the important thing is not what you feel, but what you know. And there's a lot of times in the struggle of life, I've, I've found for myself, I have to sit myself down and say, this is what I know. What do you know? I know that God loves me. I know that. I know that nothing can separate me from his love. I know that. I know that he will never leave me and never forsake me. I know that. I know that all things work together for good to those who love the Lord. I know that, but sometimes I don't feel that. He said, I feel like God is far away. There's a disconnect someplace. And the third thing is, He said, I feel like crying. My tears have been my food day and night. And I suppose all of us have been in the tough place in life and you just feel like you'd like to sit down in a corner and cry for a while. That's how David felt. And number four, he felt like all the good times were in the past. You know, we talk about the good old days, but sometimes in the middle of of our struggles now, it seems to us like all the good times were back then. In verse 4, he said, I used to go. I used to go with the multitude, and he was talking about the three times a year the males went to the tabernacle and They went with great singing and shouting and rejoicing. It was an incredible celebration. He said, that's the way it used to be. But that's not how it is right now. Number five, he said, I just feel like something's wrong. And he asked the question to himself, why are you cast down? Why are you disquieted within me? He's uneasy. He's discouraged. But he can't seem to put his finger on the source of it. Anybody else ever been there besides me? And, and you don't know what's wrong, but you know there's something wrong. There's, there's some kind of a disconnect between you and God. And you can't quite figured out there's no great sin you're committing. There's no rebellion in your spirit. But somehow there is this disconnect that something isn't quite right and you're not sure what it is. You might say, Pastor friend, this is a really depressing message. Well, I got good news coming. But this is, this is what he said, this is how I feel. 
And he said, I feel like one problem after another comes. He said, all your waves and your billows have gone over me. I just got over this one and I look up and there's another one coming. I think, God, when's this ever going to end? He feels like the enemy is prevailing. Talks about the oppression of the enemy. Many of us have been there. And you felt that intense opposition of the enemy. And he said, it's like pain filling my bones. So what's the answer? If you're there, been there, if not put this in the bank, you'll get there. So what's the answer? The answer is the presence of God. And David begins to cry out for God and his presence. I want to say today that the journey to his presence begins with a hunger and a thirst. David will not live with the status quo. He realizes that God alone is the answer to this cry that's inside his spirit. Psalm 107.9, he said, for he, not it, he satisfies the longing of the soul and fills the hungry soul with goodness. Someone said many years ago that there is a God-sized vacuum in every one of us cannot be filled with anything except him and his presence. We try to fill it with all sorts of things, but it is he who satisfies the longing of the soul. Psalm 16, verse 11, he said, In your presence, in your presence is fullness of joy. Not in your bank account. Not in what you've accomplished, but in your presence. In your presence is fullness of joy, and at your right hand there are pleasures forevermore. There is nothing more precious than to be able to be in the presence of God. Nothing. Nothing. So the question is, how does the presence come? And the answer is, it comes to those who seek it, who will not live without it. Psalm 42, verse 1, he said, as the deer pants, longs for, seeks after, cries out, for the water brook so pants my soul. For you, O oh God, my soul thirsts for God, for the living God. Psalm 63, he cries out, O oh God, O oh God, you are my God. Early will I seek you. My soul thirsts 
for you. My flesh longs for you in a dry and thirsty land where there is no water. So I have looked for you in the sanctuary. I come here today, I'm looking for God. I came here to meet him. It's nice to see you, honest. But I came here because he'd promised for two or three of us got together, he'd be there. That's the attraction. He said, I've looked for you in the sanctuary to see your power and to see your glory. The cry of my spirit is that God will so fill our house with his presence that the glory of God will become so intense, so real, so powerful that we will not only see his glory, but we will see his power. I long, I cry out in my heart and in my spirit for a restoration of signs and wonders and miracles so that they become commonplace in the house of God. David said, that's what I want. That's what I'm longing for. That's what I'm crying for. And I can tell you, as an old man who has preached now, I'm starting my 70th year of preaching. My cry, my cry from my heart is to see his presence, to see his power, to see his glory, that the house will be so filled with the glory of God that people will be automatically healed because it says in the Gospels, and the presence of the Lord was there to heal. I want his glory to fill the house. So as it says in Corinthians, that when the sinner comes in, he'll fall on his face and he'll say, God's in this place. That's the answer for evangelism. That's the answer for the restoring of miracles. It is the restoration of the manifest presence of the living God as we gather together. It's him. It's about him. If you go through that, those verses in Psalm 63, it's all about, oh God, you are my God. My soul thirsts for you. Isaiah 26, verse 9, he said, with my soul, with my soul, I have desired you in the night. Yes, by my spirit within me, I will seek you early. Psalm 84, verse 2, he said, my soul longs. I don't know about you. I have this longing, incredible longing. Incredible longing for the manifestation of his presence. So Jesus said, let me give you the last verse. Jesus said in John 7, 37, if anyone, if anyone, that lets you in. If anyone 
thirsts, let him come to me and drink. And out of his innermost being, there will flow a river of living water. I'm here today to say his arms are opened. They're stretched out to you. If you're hungry and you're thirsty, he's saying, come, come on, come to me. And as you come to me out of your innermost being, there will flow a river of water. Let me close with this little story. Perhaps some of you are really new to the church and you might wonder, you know, what's this guy talking about? I'll try to explain it. Several times through my life, I've found myself in a wilderness place. I wasn't living in sin. I wasn't rebellious to God. I was walking with him. I was serving him. I was doing all the right stuff. And lots of people thought I was successful. But inside here, in my heart, in my spirit, there was a disconnect. And it became so real that it became a passion in my heart. I said to God one night, I'm going in that room. I'm not going to leave that room until you fill me with your presence. The details are unimportant. But I spent the night in the presence of the Lord. And in the morning, my life was changed. The God who seemed so distant was now so close, so real. I felt enveloped by his presence. Like after last Sunday, I'm not talking about my message, I'm talking about the presence of the Lord. After last Sunday, I went home, I felt all through the day, such a closeness, such a sweetness. It was like there was a warm blanket of his presence wrapped around me. And where did that come from? Came from us gathering around this altar and bowing our knees and singing a simple song. I love you, Lord. And I lift my voice. And as we set up our worship and our praise to heaven, the presence came down. Many of you felt it. Many of you went home with it. Many of you carried it all this week. So let's bow our heads. I'm done preaching. Let's bow our heads in the presence of the Lord. This message today is not designed to pack the altar. 
But this message is designed today to plant a seed in some of your hearts. And for others, it's a stirring up of the embers of the fire that are burnt down. And there's this cry in your heart. There's this cry in your heart for his presence. Oh, he's every place. We know that. I'm talking about I'm talking about relationship with him, about his touch upon our lives. And as we sit here this morning just for a few moments, I want you to think about the message. If there's an emptiness in your heart or in your spirit, there's a cry. And I'd like to ask you to make a commitment today to say to the Lord, I'm going to seek your face until I am overcome with the presence of the Lord. I want to just take a couple of minutes before Pastor Tim comes. Normally, I like to have an altar call, but I sense in my spirit today that we just need to sit as individuals before the Lord for these few brief moments. Begin to call upon him. Begin to cry out to him. Because it's he that will satisfy the longing of your heart. Now, Lord, I've sown the seed. I ask you to water it with your Holy Spirit. I pray there will be a harvest that will come that will glorify your name. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Pastor Tim, I've delivered my heart and my soul to you. I pray that God will visit us, as our pastor has said recently. I pray that the wind of the Spirit of Almighty God will blow through this house. And I brought these two messages, I believe, as a part of the process in the journey we are toward a heaven-sent revival for our church and our city. God bless you, Pastor Tim. Thank you, Pastor. Thanks for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe to our podcast and check out our C3 Calgary live stream on YouTube. If this message resonated with you and you'd like to give to our church, you can do so on our website at myc3church.ca. See you next week.